Hello, this is Big Dust, Dustin Wilson, and you are listening to the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Winch and Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right. And by now, everybody say it with me, I am your Sherpa. That's right. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have somebody who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And who's entering the ring today? Well, you can find this man at TCW SWO Fight Club Invictus. He's at High Tensions 1CW and TPW, and those are just things he's done so far this year. He is a manager, a wrestler, a creator, a director, a producer, an actor, and so much more. He is Big Dust. Dustin Wilson. Ew. What's going on? I like the intro. That intro is hot. That's good. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. So you actually, I mean, currently, as far as I know, you're our, you're our last member of the goons. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, we're pretty uh, we're pretty spread out. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten Saul yet. He's a yeah. he's a little bit of a later addition. Love him. Uh, but yeah, um, I am uh it, it, I love the goons dearly. I actually, in preparation for this, I listened to uh, uh, Kellyanne Eel's pod just to kind of get the feeling of it. And, uh, oh, God, I just love the fellas. I really do. Yeah, I mean, we've had Robbie on. We've had Saul. And then we had uh, AK on. So it's definitely a, like a, a who's who's list of, like, everybody who's come on. I was definitely excited when uh, you and I kind of met at 1CW, although we've crossed paths, like, uh, numerous times. This mm-hmm. was like the first time where we actually kind of had like a real first interaction. And uh, yeah, I was like, I was mad excited when you were like, yeah, definitely. I'll come on. I was like, oh, let's go. <laughs> I, I'm I'm so down to like talk and uh, uh, talk about myself and uh, plug the things that I do. No, but I, I, I like doing podcasts. It's fun. It's a it's always a, an enjoyable conversation. Well, it's funny because like at, at 1CW, I was, you know, Killian and I were talking obviously about Sonic 2 because – you know, we're both massive Sonic fans. In fact, uh, our new Good Luck Charm is right here. In case you oh, look know. at him. What a what an adorable little boy. Gosh, <laughs> I love him. Yep. So it was cool. Uh, it was cool being able to chat. But let's jump into this, man. I need to know, who is Big Dust? Uh, who is Big Dust? Um, I mean, uh, I'd like to think that Big Dust, Dustin Wilson, is a deconstruction of humanity itself you know you take all the misery and the woes of the collective unconscious and you place it into this this beautiful disgusting world that we live in and that's me (laughs) no but in in actuality uh i mean i'm i'm all the things that you said i was i'm i'm an actor i'm a director i'm a producer and uh i'm not just a manager i am a friend i'm a best friend i i have to like preface that to like most ring announcers when um and and uh commentators because um you know the manager Paul Heyman, it's like the advocate. And for some odd reason, 
they they see big fat guy in a suit they're like that's an ad like he's gonna be an advocate and it's like no that's not me i I, i'm barely a manager barely i'm a i'm an asset i'm a friend to the people i manage you're a best friend exactly exactly (laughs) no and you know what like getting into it you know uh one thing that killian and i talked about on our episode right was that incredible uh video that you guys had shot with sunny kiss and you know it was one of those things that i like watched and i love the twist at the end i thought it was amazing and uh yeah, it was so cool to be able to see. And, you know, he gave you so much credit, so much props about the the eye and the vision that you had and the way that you guys were able to, like, work around certain issues that you guys were having because, you know, like, people were trying to clean up the snow and you just had this eye to, like, redirect things, which, you know, obviously shows to your creative brilliance that you have going on. We, um, when we shot February, um, well, the, the, the idea came about when Sonny hit Killian up or it was probably even like just a tweet like where when's my cinematic gonna be and we were like oh my gosh we have to there's such a story to be told and then when the idea came about of like a rom-com that turns into something completely different and I basically um Killian pushed the uh writing to me said look I want you to write it and the way I write things because I'm not the best is just um simplicity because simplicity breathes complexity um if you can make something very uh I don't want to say like bare bones because there still is things to pick on but if you can do as little as possible it can mean so much more and I that was the thought process making February was a lot of these simple shots trying to do that so well. And it was completely different from anything we had done before that, because I mean, I I don't think there was a single joke really. (laughs) Usually our stuff is, is much more comedy based, which (laughs) I, I love comedy, but this time it's like, no, let's, let's try and do something different that these people aren't going to expect. No, and it was great. It was just a great, like, it was a, it was a beautiful story that was being told. And you're right. It was like, it was, it was made very simple. And, and there is a lot, like, there's a lot of cool stuff that you can do with, like, simple things and you can turn them however you want. And, and that's what we saw in the story. It was just this beautiful story being told about two people. And obviously, like, they happen to make, making a, make a decision about the adventure that they're going to go on. And, uh, that's what made it so cool. And, uh, I actually remember, like, you guys doing the, uh, video the uh, the cinematic match with uh, Phil Stamper, and actually I was there at Sickens when that was. Were uh, you really? Was, yeah, actually. If you oh my watch gosh, that video, that's so funny. If you watch that video back, there's gonna be a random dude in a pair of Carolina blue shorts, and that's me in the video. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hysterical. <laughs> I, re- I I that's that's the first cinematic. I think that's the at least the first one that we shot. Because the first one that released, I believe, was Elo Neal. Mm. But, uh, uh, I mean, Phil was the first person that we went to. And then we had the we had the area of the shoot, and we just got... And then that started this whole entire crazy journey and the spiral that we're on right now. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you guys have been doing, like, a lot of stuff, like, really pushing the boundaries in, in a lot of different areas. 
of uh and not just in a wrestling community but just like in a filming like short filming community too like i see like the the branches molding and pushing and just it's it's cool it's a beautiful thing to watch but i gotta ask though how did you get into wrestling are you asking how i got my start yeah. are you asking how i got my start <laughs> it, like how when i wanted to when I knew I wanted to be a part of wrestling, or are you asking when I first made the decision to start training? Why not both? Okay, bet. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I've always been a fan uh, since I was a little kid. Uh, one of my first memories that I have growing up was uh, sitting on the, uh, on the floor, on the carpet with my father, watching uh hulk hogan and uh, <laughs> i know it's a it's a bad person to bring up but uh, he is he was my first and um <laughs> i feel like he was a lot of first <laughs> exactly and then uh, my dad was like a huge fan of him and like macho man and all these people and ddp and uh foley and then growing up i've always had an interest and then my one of my best friends, a person who's very much a part of my story, um, Nelson Bauer, uh, an old wrestler. Um, if you're familiar with the content, he'll his name has been brought up several times. He started training at a local place that is now the workhorse, uh, the workhorse training at a one CW, uh, led by Mark Haro. Started training there and then said, Hey you want to come in? And I said, screw it. And I, I had nothing else to lose. I had nothing to lose. So I just did it. And then that led to so many different things. Cause at first I trained to be a wrestler and then it's like, uh, then I manager and here we are. So I'm curious because you were a, a worker for a time. What's the worst bump you've taken? Uh, the worst bump I've taken, uh, um, I want to say it was actually recently. Uh, um, uh, it was the first death match in Maryland history against <laughs> Casanova Valentine. It was Killian, and I did we I did the run in and everything. And when Killian, I, I didn't get any color the whole match. When Killian misses the boy. And clocks me in the head. You can hear the thud that his arm makes. And it scratched up my eyebrow right here. And knocked me senseless. Probably the worst thing I've taken. I I remember hearing it. I was like. Just a. Just it's it not like 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 bone on bone, and you could and you could hear my brain fly to the opposite side of my skull. <laughs> but that, honestly, that's probably the worst thing I've ever taken. It was awful. What's uh? What's your what's your post match snack? Post match meal? My post match meal? Oh yeah. my gosh! Of um, driving home, I, I always get uh whenever we stop. And uh, grab something to eat at like a low, like if we're stopping at a gas station, I always get the little honey buns. <laughs> they, they, they were, they were such a comfort to me as a child. 
Um, I don't know why. Just, oh, God, they were so freaking good. And I, I, I think I, like, there's a weird part of me that connects with them when I was a kid. And I would eat, like, a hell lot of them. And I just, oh, they're such a gratifying snack to have. <laughs> I am. So, recently at my gas station that's, like, up the road from me, uh, mm-hmm. they pulled all their little Debbie snacks. What I, the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whenever, so my, my pre-ritual, like I would get out on the road. Yeah. And I pull into the gas station and I'd pick up like two or three like oatmeal cream pies and then roll out. Oh, yeah. And, That's the uh, best. Yeah. So now they fucked up my, my pre-game. So I'm like, I'm trying to find like a new ritual that could get me like started. Because not only do I have like that, but like I'll drive to or I, I show up to every show. And I don't know if you saw this or not, but I have a bag of gummy bears with me, which like helps control my anxiety. So like, I'm like Ooh. trying to find this other. Are they the world's best gummy bears? Those no. bad boys. It just, oh, it, it's it's just whatever I can grab my hands on. I'll be honest between between Albany's and uh, Hasbro, I, I don't I don't really care. I just <laughs> you got to grab the world's best gummy bears because I I tell you they really are the best. Uh, Bird had like a. Bird had a whole bag of them one time we were shooting and just oh so good. <laughs> my pre my pre match ritual is uh, coffee coke okay. consistently. Just a just coffee cokes. It, it, it it's a real thing. It's so good. They're awesome. <laughs> if you can get the vanilla, you're set. It just tastes like vanilla coke with like a tinge of coffee flavor uh caramel is my personal favorite as well because just it, it like caramel coffee with a little bit of coke in there oh yeah. and then they just came out the mocha that one tastes the most like coffee i tell you it's crazy tasting i'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go pick those up i recently oh, yeah. i just found out that uh in east baltimore there's uh the dragon ball super soda so you can get what is like, that I don't know, but one of my friends sent me a picture, and I sent him some money. I was like, hey, yo, pick these up for me so I can get them. <laughs> and uh, there's, like, vanilla, and there's, like, an orange plate. Like, I guess, like, uh, Goku is, like, vanilla. Uh, was it Trunks was orange? Uh, and then I think it was, like, mm. strawberry for Vegeta. I was like, I've never even heard of these before. I was like, but give me all the flavors that you can. If there's one thing I like to do with my Dragon Ball, it's consume them. <laughs> I love to eat. I love to eat my favorite anime characters. Yes, I need to go. You know, I, you know, because like I remember like all that whole set that came out, and we're all totally off tracking this, and I don't really care. Uh, nah, but I remember the whole them. set when like Adidas came out with like the the Dragon Ball Z shoes. And yeah, like, they look sick. Yeah, they were and sick as in like like nasty. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? Like I think my favorite ones, I think it was the the perfect cell ones. If I remember they had that one. And I remember like they looked really cool because they're like green, darkish looking. But then like the only shoes, like the only sponsored shoes that I remember looking really dope. And I think Rob has a pair. Uh it's the uh the Spider-Man. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's the Miles Morales ones, yes. and they are disgusting looking. They're awesome. <laughs> I, I'm not a big shoe guy myself, but I, I, I like some memorabilia. I saw a kid, um, he airbrushed, uh, well, he painted, and then he airbrushed uh, a pair of Dragon Ball Z and uh, Air Force Ones, and they're amazing. Mm-hmm. They're all based off the uh, the tournament uh 
the tournament from uh, Dragon Ball Super. So you mm-hmm. had, you know, Ultra Instinct Goku, and then you had, uh, was it Beyond Saint, uh, Beyond Super Saiyan? Yeah, Saint where, where are they at now? What, what type of Super, what type of Saiyan are they at now? I know. I, I lost track at the, at the Ultra. <laughs> I, I lost track at God Goku or something. <laughs> it's absurd. And now they have, like, there's a new form for Vegeta coming out where he oh, turns geez, purple. Dis. Berserker, Berserker Saiyan. I didn't even know Brawly came back. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. God, and that's that that, that shows too much. That, that shows, shows too much. That, that movie of Brawly coming back was amazing mm-hmm. was I know, it good? I, I sat my daughter down and she was kind of like her first experience into like the dragon ball world and she just fell mm-hmm. in love with it and i was like bet i was like but just know this from dragon ball to all the way to the very end of dragon ball super it's not like this animation at all <laughs> yeah it, it looked i what was the one dragon ball movie i saw it was uh the one of beerus the cat oh yeah yeah it? uh yeah i uh, saw that one i really liked that one but just uh my 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 scope with anime is very uh very small very <laughs> finite there's only certain things i can really get into no, like uh i mean my stuff is my hero my hero academia a plus content amazing show yeah and unlike a lot of other shows like that animation consistently a plus it's so good yeah i fell uh i fell into watching mm-hmm. that because my, my daughter was looking for a new anime to watch. And so mm-hmm. I was like, bet, let's go check this out. Because I've heard a lot about this. Mm-hmm. And then she fell in love. It's oh, cool. it's perfect. It's it's so colorful. And like the message of it is so beautiful. All Might is all Might is my favorite character in all of fiction. He is <laughs> the, the scene uh, where he fights um, one for all. And at the end of the fight where he raises his fist, the, the fellas and I were talking about it in the goons chat. It's just like like spine chilling. It's beautiful cinema. Yeah, and it's just kind of like that the, the passing of that torch too, because like right there in the exactly. end, he looks right at the camera and he was just like, it's up to you. And that's where uh, Baku is just like, it's you! You're his. I love that too. I love that little, that little interaction with those two, the Bakugo and Midoriya. It's such yes. a, it's such a fun little relationship, especially with the, the newer episodes. It's very, it's very entertaining. It's just a plus material. God, we could talk. We could pretty much talk anime. Pretty much for like <laughs> the next part. Like if it's between between just Dragon Ball. And my hero, and if we're throwing in Sailor Moon, we can definitely. We can definitely I get to I can't get into Sailor Moon. I, I I was always I I was always too too manly. One of these days, I'm gonna nut up and give it a go because I've seen <laughs> I've seen a lot of clips and I've loved them all. That's the thing. Yes. Um, the recent show that I just rewatched uh, was uh, Cowboy Bebop, one of the greatest television series one. of all time. Oh, it's just so beautiful. And then Netflix went and it's just yeah. it's like they didn't even make the same show. They didn't. I'm sorry I'm going off on a tangent no, right now. I but appreciate the, it a lot. That <laughs> the, the Cowboy Bebop on Netflix isn't even at all a similar show to the original series, which I'm not against. It's like if it 
basically, if it was called anything but Cowboy Bebop, I think I might love the show. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. But it's like, you, like, man. You so take much- these characters, right? And it's like you're putting them in situations that, like, these characters wouldn't do. And I don't know. I'm not usually a fanboy about it, but that I just got really like, uh, what are you doing? No, don't worry because I don't I, I don't fault you at all because even just like uh The Last Airbender, that was like that's that's not you took a premise of Avatar and you just kind of like ran with this one premise, but yeah, you changed every it's like it's like that joke by uh Larry the Cable Guy where he's like, This one time I, I get her done. Right, I, I, get her done. Yeah, he was like, I dated this super, I dated this woman who looked like Cindy Crawford, only she was shorter and a little thicker, and her face was all different. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really That's, is like that. It's yeah. there's no, the, it, it's the issue when you're like adapting things to like from either it, it's mostly from uh, other animated feature film like features. When you're adapting things like that, like the Avatar, like the Bebop, it's like most of the times they get the essence of it. But like to me, most times there's no point to making a live action adaptation. It's like I already have what I want in the show. There's already so much Bebop. Why would I watch the Netflix series? There's already so much Avatar, like the seasons, I mean, the books, and also Korra. It's like, why would I even touch anything? I'm good. And why would you let M. Night Shyamalan direct it? Like, you know that guy's going to twist everything. (laughs) Great. What what an absurd decision. (laughs) So I got to ask next part, right? Just like a studio, right, making a decision to have M. Night Shyamalan. What's one of the hardest things you've had to learn uh, in the business? Um, oh, that's a that's actually a pretty good question. I wasn't expecting that. The hardest thing I've had to learn in the business is, I, and I'm still learning it. It's definitely to stand my ground and know my worth. You know, I think uh, as performers, we we kind of should be able to stand up our own morals and say no to a lot of things or not be okay with a lot of things. But um, I, I'm very much not that kind of person sometimes. I kind of just go with it. But I don't know. Sometimes I just got to say no for the betterment of myself. I like that. I like that. It is okay to say no. That's a lesson. You listen, I'm, I'm in my late thirties. I'm still learning that lesson as well. So, you know, the easier you pick up on it, the more you practice it, the easier it gets to say no to people. And it's definitely hard to do when you're just learning that lesson. So I, exactly. I can, I can, I can say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm still very young, you know, and I'm still trying to get a lot of opportunities and everything. And I'm, I'm very grateful. Maybe another big thing is I'm uh, at times, ooh, um, thankful to a fault you know i think personally sometimes i don't want to i want to be able to show a little bit more of myself but kind of close myself out it's that little nerdy theater kid in me you know (laughs) i like that 
So my next question, though, is what kind of advice would you give to up-and-coming wrestlers? Um, kind of advice I'd give to up-and-coming wrestlers. Know, know your worth. Uh, know your place. <laughs> no, okay, okay, but, but, but hear me out. Uh, uh, know your place probably isn't the strongest terminology I would use, but um, maybe know where your strengths are. Know where you can be best utilized in order to succeed. I mean, me personally, if I can go on a little diatribe, I started out thinking I was going to be a wrestler, thinking I was going to be a worker, and I had a very bad knee injury, uh, tore an ACL, came back, worked, 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 and then messed my other knee up. And I remember I had a conversation in the middle of training where we were just messing around. I wanted to give someone a club in the back and I collapsed and I was on the ground and I rolled out and I'm pretty sure almost every single one of the goons that were present rolled out, came to me real quick and were consoling me. I was, I was a wreck and they, I'll never forget this. Killian tells me, he goes, it's okay if your place in wrestling isn't being a wrestler. It's okay. You can make so much more being this. And I've taken that advice, and uh, I think... Less of uh, tearing both of your ACLs, but <laughs> taking the overall idea of of know know your worth and know what you can bring, and then show people that. I like that. I like that a lot because it definitely the 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 world of pro wrestling is much more than just wrestlers. Like you have your managers, off your referees, your MCs, your commentators, your producers, your, yeah. you have your directors, right? So you also have your bookers. You also have like people who take the videos, and then you have that inside of itself is its own own category of things that you can do, whether it's like editing or creating track titles, being a graphic designer. Like the world has so much more to do, and those skills will carry you so much further than just knowing how to lock up good. You know, you can you can learn the ropes, you can learn, you can be the fucking best, pardon my French, uh, you can be the best wrestler on the planet. But if there's nothing else that you can bring, a lot of times, unless you have this, the, the magical X factor, the it factor that a lot of these people strive to have, you're, you're kind of useless. So, so I, I encourage a lot of people like, Hey, learn how to edit, learn, not even like a big editing thing. You don't have to make a, like a three hour thing, like Killian vision. I'm saying like, just put a different camera angle when you're cutting a promo do uh, say like, Hey, let me do this. Let me do that. It's, it's a lot of that. Yeah, it's something that like I've taken to heart and and, and thought about too. Is like because obviously like I know I'm a lot older and I know I have like that shorter span. I have a shorter window by far, right? So being in now, like I've wanted to explore more things, make you know, 
graphic cards. Let me uh, let me hop on here. I create a podcast that really talks about like the basics of like wrestling and like what to expect and what not to expect, but also to help utilize my skills that I have, where I can take this, edit this, make it into a show, put it out, and let people like enjoy what they have. So and it's, it's it's not even that difficult. Sorry for interrupting. No, uh, you're fine. You're fine. It, it's not even that difficult. And the more you do it, the better you become. Yes, 100%. And also then you also become more efficient at it, which is something that like I've come to understand that like time is of the essence. Like if you get stuff and you just edit it, you're going to spend some time. If you, whether you leave like a bunch of stuff in your vault, like I have before, where I've left like 10 episodes and it took me all day to edit them, or you just knock out the one you got right away so that we don't have to worry about it later. <laughs> yeah, I definitely understand that. I definitely understand that. <laughs> so last thing I have, last question I have before we jump into the second best segment of the Three Count Podcast, uh, I need one do and one don't of the locker room. One do and one don't of the locker room. Do do smell good, don't smell bad. Yes. <laughs> Easy. Looking at you, stank. Looking at you, buddy. Just just wash your gear, put on deodorant, take a shower before you yeah, come to the show. Just don't smell bad. If you, you know you smell bad. If you smell bad, you know it. You know? It's like, and if you do smell bad, just do yourself a favor and just stay away from the majority of the people. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll just smell bad in private. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So we do got to get into the second best segment of the Three Count Podcast. People ask, what's the first? It's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And Mr. Big Dust, this is how it works. Okay. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. And uh, whatever's your answer, that's your answer. Okay. I, I do it. Do I, can I elaborate on anything if you have any further questioning to it? You know what? If you want to, you can. You don't have to, but if you want okay. to, you can. All right. Let's, let's do it, dog. Let's do it. So we'll put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Uh, Smackdown. Favorite movie? Uh, Forrest Gump. Let's go. Actually, I was just watching that today. <laughs> beautiful film. Beautiful film. PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, PlayStation, bro. Favorite cartoon? Uh, BoJack Horseman. Let's go. <laughs> Marvel or DC? Uh... Marvel for films, DC for comics. Okay. Favorite actor? Uh, Tom Hanks. Sonic or Mario? Mario. Favorite podcast? Fuck you, Killian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Favorite podcast? Podcast? The three count pod. <laughs> right. The, uh, 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 actually, uh, honest to God recommendation. Uh, I just uh, Eel and Rob Radke turned me on. Um, the Teachers Lounge. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yes, I don't know. Podcast. I don't know where. I don't know why I didn't listen to it. It's the greatest thing ever. Everyone should listen to it. Is that the one with Rebecca Rogers? 
No, um, okay. it's 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 like an improv podcast with mm. like four guys, and they play these teacher characters. Okay, <laughs> and everything is improv. And okay, I'll check that one out. Hysterical. <laughs> I was like, because uh, there's uh, there's one with there's these three YouTube or uh, these three TikTok stars, right? Mm-hmm. Rebecca Rogers is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think her name's Kiki uh, Kiki Sutherlands. Sorry, someone's gonna correct me in the comments. Um, but you know, they had this podcast where they talk about actual they're actual teachers and they talk oh. about like the things that are on their mind. No, these week. are these are fake teachers. These are funny, <laughs> these are fake teachers. Uh, the the Todd Padre is one of the greatest characters ever. I love that man so much and I relate to him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely recommend it. It's hysterical. Uh nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Uh, Miles Millennium has he been on? He has been on. Actually, I forgot to mention that he Damn was honest. I would say, wait, one person. Erica Lee. I've had her. Oh, what the hell? Shit. Yeah. This is bad. <laughs> I, I haven't been filled into the product. I apologize. It's all right. You keep naming them. I'll just tell you. <laughs> uh, Coach Raft. No. Coach Raft. Coach. Co- Coach. Love Coach. That's that's my dude. Coach is the person that uh, me going uh, a big dust, Dustin Wilson going off the rails and off his rocker. Coach started it because Coach was the man that I uh, did a apron dive to, mm. <laughs> and like this random show at Eclipse in Altoona. <laughs> no one in the audience. We said uh, Kit Raff and um, Kit Raff and Kelly and McMurphy were like, uh, "Dust do a dive," and we just said, "All right, screw it, let's do it, let's have some fun." <laughs> uh, and spoiler for those who don't know, uh, Miles Villano will be back on the show too. Let's go! I love Miles so much. That's the homie. I love that man. <laughs> and then, last but not least, uh, my favorite question asked every single person who comes on the show. Favorite curse word? Fuck. <laughs> it's, it's a good one. Need a life. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, good f bomb is all that's needed in this exactly. world. <laughs> a very, very, very good. Uh, very, very fun word to say. The little K and the f- ooh, ooh. Especially when you have like, and you don't have to be angry to say it, and you get like, when you do it out of fun, that's when it's even better. Like, Fuck. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> nothing's nothing. Nothing's funnier for like a big cap on a huge tirade than just ending it with fuck. Right. You know, I think what else is cool too is that I feel like fuck is the only word that you say, and you your facial expressions will tell you exactly how you feel about it. Because like, there, there's a couple of other ones, but like. I don't think you could, um, yeah. Like uh, some of those are a little bit too fucking crass for me. I just like, like fuck. It's just so easy to say. Like, <laughs> f you, fuck. It's like a couple syllables. You don't gotta try at all. No, <laughs> right. But those are all my questions that I have. But the last thing I need from you is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. You can find me on twitter.com at big underscore dust underscore, as well as Instagram. Same thing there. Facebook, Dustin Wilson. Um, please go ahead, check out Birds on Film. You can look it up on Birds on Film on YouTube. Erica Lee and I, the fantastic film review series. 
Um, watch February. Uh, be on the lookout for uh, some new content that's going to come out soon. And uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. He gave you the handles. He told you what to go look for and to watch out for. So like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Wintering. And I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have somebody who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's inching the ring. And you see him right next to me. He's right there. Big Dust. Dustin Wilson himself. And you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro. And then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys. And we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.